Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about, is Trials in Trouble uh, right now in the season with the way that it's going? If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now. Say no to rage.com. We'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. And if you're listening to the podcast version or you want to listen to the audio podcast versions, just search for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. If you're on YouTube, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, the comments, and the little bell button are a great way to help me out. So, is trials in trouble? We, we've already kind of talked about the state of trials, ways to improve trials, and then week to week we've been kind of watching it. And the, you know, the numbers in the community have been in decline, and it does seem like it's having a negative effect on the experience of players with matchmaking. We've also discussed some cheating and you know anti-cheat and the other things going on. So this video is going to kind of be about the player base. How is the player base responding to trials? What's it looking like? And you know, is this trajectory good or bad going forward? Uh, second, I want to talk about simple versus complex. I believe there are simple things they could do now versus some of the more complex solutions and suggestions folks are making that might not be able to show up until way later, like another season or even in, I would think, some of the suggestions folks have made are likely to not even land until September. And then finally, I want to include cheating in the discussion I do think it is part of the equation here and I don't feel like their blog post on cheating suddenly bought everybody a lot of confidence especially as we saw even more of it over the weekend some people even tweeting they just ended their streams and went to play other games because they could not get to the lighthouse without running into cheaters and so now obviously that could be stream sniping but again didn't really, I think, buy a lot of confidence in the in, into the player base. So let's just talk about the player base. The numbers are consistently going down week to week. Uh, last week, around this time when we got into Monday, we were closing in on 300,000 players. Right now, this morning when I checked it, it was 255,000. So we've seen anywhere from a 30 to 50,000 player, you know, decrease every weekend. Now that's not immediately alarming like oh my gosh the player base numbers are going down because that's kind of how it always goes launch is always a spike and then as things go throughout the season there's going to be a decline the problem is it doesn't feel like trials is stabilizing usually when there's a jump and then there's a drop there's like a stabilization where there's like a slow decline crucible and trials both seem to be in a bit of a tailspin um the crucible numbers not really maintaining strong, you know, seven to eight hundred thousand, you know, six hundred and thirty thousand players, according to Charlemagne yesterday. It seems to be a very steady decline. That's all of the numbers. That's not just PC. That that number I just gave you is is from Trials Report. That's the total number of players that has played Trials since it's launched this last weekend. So that's for the full weekend, all platforms included. So it, I don't want to like, oh my gosh, sky's falling. Numbers do decline after a launch, but this seems way too steady. And if the trend continues week to week, it's going to make things worse. A handful of things come from a shrinking player base. Number one, matchmaking times increase, which then starts to hurt connection integrity. You're going to get matched out of region. We saw that happen to a couple of teams already. Uh, Card-based matchmaking gets thrown out the window. True Vanguard tweeted they were on their lighthouse game and they played a team on their very, very first game on the card. Now, Bungie Bungie may have that in there. They may say, listen, if we can't find anybody within region 
and you're at the lighthouse door, it makes more sense to make things good for that team and bad for somebody on their first game. Why? Well, losing your first game isn't that big of a deal. It's probably better to have somebody in their lighthouse game matching somebody on game one or two instead of matching somebody on games three or four. It's like, man, we're just now getting invested. We're just now getting to where we can get some rewards and we get stomped by a flawless team. If you're on flawless's doorstep, I I think probably the least painful card mismatch is matching somebody on game one because that's a really easy reset. Like, suck it up, reset, start over. I'm actually okay with that, but I do think that is symptomatic of the player base shrinking. They're running out of teams to match you against, and they're having to kind of dip down and mismatch you in order to just keep things running smoothly. So the steady decline is going to have more effects. It's also going to be related to cheating, which we'll talk about in a moment. So let's talk about simple versus complex. I think in the immediate future, there are simple things that Bungie could do to rectify some of the issues. Number one, tokens, the earn rate of tokens, being able to spend your tokens no matter what and opening up Saints Loot Pool, I think is step number one. That needs to happen immediately. The first thing they need to do is say, listen, we've heard you on the token thing. We are no longer requiring a win, any, uh, you know, three wins to turn in your tokens. I would even say maybe for the remainder of the season don't even have the tokens expire but they may have reasons they want to do that open up saints loot pool to to drop potentially anything except for armor pieces that haven't yet been deployed on the weekly so maybe they could do this on like the fifth week just be like yep saints loot pool is completely open you can spend your tokens no matter what uh and then i would increase token payout across the board just across the board games one through and three way more tokens four five six and seven way more tokens like get the hardcore teams to go to the back half of the card to be like yo we're gonna get way more tokens if we go to games four five six and seven we don't want to farm we don't want a low card farm you want the casuals in there playing those early games and then obviously they're probably going to be resetting because they're not going to be able to go the distance and that's okay and then they can spend their tokens they're winning more games they're getting more loot they're having a better time i i just say that's number one I don't even think there's a question anymore. Those are things that I believe need to happen. Removing the win requirement, way more token payout, just open up Saint 14's loot pool so low card farming doesn't even make sense anymore. You can't control your loot pool at Saint anymore. Take that away from people because all you're doing is still, there are still people low card farming because they haven't got a god roll shotgun yet. And I know they're going to shrink as weeks go on, but still, I believe that is a problem. Now, complex solutions can come later, all right? We want adept weapons. We want, you know, intrinsic perks on the armor or the guns or blah, blah, blah. L- listen, I am super disappointed that they didn't do adept weapons, especially considering they brought back celerity. It, I believe it was a, it was probably a bandwidth allocation problem. They tested celerity and didn't have time to create an intrinsic rule. That's not something in Destiny right now where they just give you an intrinsic perk. That would have maybe required more work than they can do right now. Also, if they've got their eyes set on September to start sunsetting and start instituting better legendary weapons, that would be the time to launch that. That's a more complex solution that I believe is needed, but it's likely to not land until September. I believe September is when we're going to see a resurgence of weapon ingenuity and perks and power and sunsetting will get instituted and that's when you could bring in something like adept weapons again keep in mind if they do the simple thing at the front end i really think the player base and the trials pool would fill dramatically right 
just dramatically that's misinformation lightweight frames have lightweight intrinsically built into them okay but that's been in since vanilla gilded right now there are no weapons with intrinsic outlaw intrinsic celerity there's no weapons with intrinsic firefly except for i guess you could consider that on the exotic ace of spades right they would have had to create new archetypes completely new archetypes completely new rules so i'm not saying there's nothing in the game like that i'm saying that would have been a more complex thing that maybe they're not ready to do yet Again, my main cry here is do the simple things first. We can wait till September for a big injection of cooler weapons, cooler perks, adept weapons, whatever. But you've really got to like really, really get this player base to have a resurgence. Lastly, let's talk about cheating. I, we really just need more confidence in their ability to handle cheating. I mean, my, my video went up. Does, you know, does Bungie, does Destiny 2 have anti-cheat? It's already getting a lot of engagement. People, I don't think, are confident in the fact that, you know, Bungie can manage the cheating. Uh, we saw a bunch of it this weekend. We saw people, like, stopping. And the shrinking player base makes it a thousand times worse because it's going to increase the likelihood of you facing cheaters, okay? They're going to be really loyal, especially if they're not getting banned in an expeditious way. They're going to be really, really loyal. They're going to be playing every weekend. They're going to be jumping in with their brand new accounts. I don't think a paywall will do jack squat. I think the most loyal cheaters, especially in trials, are those doing carries, and they're making money. So they don't care about your $10 paywall. It ain't going to do anything for them. I mean, they paid for the bot, right? A lot of these people are literally paying for the Steam account that they can jump right into trials with. I don't think a paywall is going to do anything. A paywall will compound the existing problem of the shrinking player base because then you're suddenly making it harder for the casuals, the mid lanes, free-to-play players and the non-paying players to jump into trials. You don't want to add any more barriers. You want to fill the funnel with players and a paywall would, in I think, inevitably make things worse. You would shrink the player base even more than it's already shrinking and a lot of the cheaters would still be in there increasing the likelihood that you would face them. So the shrinking player base is creating other pressures on these issues and on these problems and I think it needs addressed very very quickly I believe they need a more public and more frontline approach for cheating it is not very frontline it is not very public it is as I said in my cheating video it just seems like there is far too much impetus placed on the player to report and send things in I don't know why I gotta submit so much stuff and so much evidence if you have anti-cheat if you have anti-cheat all I should have to do is hit the report button me and my buddies all hit report and the next couple of teams hit report what the frick is taking so long like ban these people we're seeing people play all weekend we're seeing people come back after weekends of being banned or supposedly getting banned uh, you know Bife even tweeted that he had his flawless ruined by a team that he reported in comp months ago and it's like that is uh, it's just embarrassing to have people at his viewership and his threshold and his prominence in the community basically saying great I had another flawless card ruined by people that shouldn't even be playing the dadgum game so we need a far more public and frontline anti-cheat movement that needs to happen immediately along with some of the more simple you know solutions for token payout token payment and people wanting to go in and get you know ease of loot at the bottom rung and then far more rewarding at the top and if these things don't happen i believe this playlist is in bad shape it's going to really really suffer we are just now i think getting to about the halfway mark of the season and it ain't gonna last it really isn't you're gonna have a very very small player base by the end of the season if they don't get in front of this it needs to be a full court press I know they're working from home I'm trying to be understanding of that I'm trying to be very sympathetic to that this is a very unique situation that we're in globally so within their power I believe and hope these are things they can do before the season ends up 
because I love Trials. I really do. I've played more PvP since Trials came back because I think it's one of the best versions of Destiny's PvP. The 3v3, the pressure of winning, you know, the pressure of those flawless games. I love it. I think it's a great environment. I think it's really satisfying. But man oh man is this playlist in trouble if they don't act quickly so we're going to transition to q a if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the q a session that followed my talk about is trials in trouble if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you could probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com that'll bring you right to my twitch channel i'm usually streaming monday through friday in the mornings and all day when these hit the feed so if you want to come in and join that'd be great youtube hit and like share subscribe the bell button and leaving a comment all those things help me the support on youtube has been great yesterday we just keep inching towards fifty thousand subs which is awesome uh as my main my main gig is the streaming and not YouTube, so I appreciate the support of the YouTube content. Uh, Pinoy with the first question. Tell the player base, what do you think about implementing a solo duo queue like they do for comp and disable the ability to go to the lighthouse through that mode? People will still get rewards for 3, 5, and 7. Um, man, I don't know about this. I, I love the idea of, like, let's fill the funnel. Let's get, you know, let's get people in the funnel. But I just, I feel like this is an overreaction. What a grenade. Look at that. I feel like this is an overreaction. Uh, there are other ways to get people in the funnel without sort of changing the fabric of trials. Um, would that help the teams that are struggling right now? It might. I mean, if they're like, man, there's a bunch of solo queue teams in here just farming bounties and tokens. This is freaking great. Um, you'd obviously want to be careful about, you know, AFK detection and, and things like that, you know, being, I think being, you know, potentially an issue. Um, I think that's always, you know, always a concern that, you know, people are just going, I'm just going to throw myself in a matchmaking and not give a rip. And then they just clutter up the playlist. I don't know if we need to go this far. This feels like the volume knob getting turned up to like nine or 10. And I don't think we need to turn it up quite that loud to get people in the funnel. More tokens for one through three, way more tokens for five, you know, four, five, six, and seven. And then just let people turn in their tokens no matter what. I think that would fill the funnel. I don't think I just don't think trials is a, is a place where you want to start doing uh, freelance playlists or something like that. Um, I feel that would become corrosive to the way that the playlist is supposed to feel, as opposed to just feeling like a three v three you know highly competitive environment uh, where you gotta stack up and go in. Um, now again, it would help everybody. I'm not saying that it wouldn't help to do this. Like, it would definitely help everybody to be like, yo, this is great. We're running into so many, you know, easier teams in here. You know, if they remove the, the requirement to win to turn in your tokens, if they make it to where, you know, you can just be just playing and getting tokens, playing and getting bounties done, and making that one of the primary reasons folks are just going in, uh, I think that that would be a good thing, but I don't know if they need to go that far. That sounds like classic Bungie pendulum swing. Well, not enough people are playing. Let's add solo queue. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Settle down there. Settle down there. We don't necessarily need to go that far. The primary reason people aren't playing or that the bottom the bottom half of the card is jacked up is because you need three wins to turn in tokens. And not only do you need three wins to turn in tokens, but you know, it's also more effective to bottom card farm. You solve those issues first before you start doing like a solo queue pivot. I I just feel like that's a really, really strong pivot 
to suddenly do. That's that's something that Bungie's known for. They you know they swing that pendulum real real hard, and then you know all of a sudden the playlist just feels totally different, uh, and then people feel like it's not. It just doesn't feel like trials. Um, I was saying I, I said I said earlier I've said it while I was playing trials. I just I think trials is one of the best version of Destiny's PvP. The 3v3, the need to go flawless, like, all of it, I think is really, really good. I think it it, it brings, like, a really, really cool feel. Um, It, to me, is the most enjoyable version of Destiny's PvP, and I don't want to dilute that in any sense. Whiskey Dog, what are the best strats to focus on as a hunter, and what's a good exotic to wear? If you're playing PvP, I think the best exotic to wear if you're trying to improve is Worm Husk. I just used it. I dodged, went invisible, and I started healing. Um, and you won't go invisible if you're running Spectral, but I think Top Tree, going invis, Tether is great for a less experienced player. Tether can be very defensive and preventative in Trials, if that's where you're going. Uh, Tether's also super helpful in PvE for just good old-fashioned crowd control and, you know, slowing the slowing the battlefield down a little bit. Also, you know, helps with boss damage. If you really favor mobility like I have, you can dodge a lot. I have 100 mobility, which means, you know, every 11 seconds I can dodge. That is uh, super helpful in Trials. Um, so high mobility with Worm Husk, Top Tree... Uh, void is a I think a great I think that's a great build for people if you're trying to improve you know in trials especially if you're playing PvE then top tree tether with you know if you have Orpheus rigs is really really good that's really really helpful it can kind of like keep again just good map control uh, keep things going that way you can kind of keep the enemies on you know in in check Orpheus rig is going to feed you some super energy back and then that's going to be a great way to help your team with dips, uh, DPS, and you know, and other things. One of the main things that frustrates you guys in late game is just crowd control, and that's where tether can come in handy. There's a couple of spots in here I use tether to just decimate stuff that was taking us a while earlier, um, and I think that's one of the reasons I like running tether in PVE over spectral. It's truds. Would adding loot to bounties specifically help with player engagement as well as keeping with the current system of tokens too? That doesn't sound like you're meeting the pain point. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't sound like you're meeting the pain point. The pain point is people want to be able to get that use their tokens. People want to be able to use their tokens is I think a, a bigger pain point than the pain point of oh it needs to be easier to get loot. I, I don't I don't necessarily think we need to go again and swing really hard at this. Usually what I try to recommend is changes to the existing systems, not new systems. We don't suddenly need to be like, okay, so loot distribution needs to adjust and it needs to be uh, tied to bounties, and then that can harken back to D1. No, we don't need to do that. All you gotta do is adjust token payout and then let people spend their tokens no matter what. That's adjusting the existing system, not creating a new one. I'm always a stronger advocate for that because it's more likely that Bungie does that. Um, Especially... In the current circumstances of them working from home, it seems far more likely that they would be able to adjust token payout when you can spend your tokens and how many tokens you get at every step of the at every step of the card, as opposed to being like, nope, we gotta re- we gotta revamp the whole thing. We need to have loot dropping from bounties and all of this. Um, yeah, loot was tied to the bounties in D1. 
I think Bungie wanted to go to the other direction. Once you were out of bounties, there was no reason to play. I think in their mind, if you do it centered around tokens, people be like, yeah, I, I got some tokens today, turn them in, and I'll do it again tomorrow. And I'll do it again Saturday and Monday and Tuesday morning. Like, you're giving those players an incentive to just keep playing, and they don't have to switch their character. You have to switch your character in D1. Like, oh, I've got to switch my character, you know? You ru- you can run Hunter all weekend long and keep getting loot if the token payout improves and if being able to turn in tokens loses the restriction of needing three wins. Suddenly, you're going to have more people playing because it's just like you're just, again, you're creating those those nice lanes for people to get rewarded for their time. And again, you're working with an existing system. Like when people are like, no, get rid of Affinity and do this elaborate thing or that elaborate thing. And I was always like, no, we don't need to do all that. We do not need to do all that. We just need to make it to where you can change Affinity and make it costly. Work within the existing system. I'm actually, I was actually killing these guys because I wanted some greens. I, I ordinarily don't fight here. Outsanity says... With sun settings, do you see possible Bungie letting weapons of the past events, Vex Offensive, uh, come back to the game to expand on the world drop pool? I don't necessarily know if they need to put that stuff in the world drop pool. The world drop pool is getting pretty full. Um, world drop pool is getting pretty full. And I think that there needs to be probably maybe just more specific lanes for that as opposed to like a we're gonna we're gonna just give you the option or the or the the slim hope of getting something to drop you know from the world i i don't i don't like just shoving stuff in the world in the world pool that's like that's not really it's not really my jam i think they could do a much better job uh of making that loot have a pursuit somewhere or oh gosh that guy healed all the way I think that would be better than than the oh just drop it in the in the world pool, um, like what they did with the faction weapons. I just felt like was such a punt. I don't know why you didn't just put them in the vendors as as frames. I think people would have freaking loved that. Like you took the time to random roll dire promise and all these other weapons, and you you, you couldn't add frames to the faction vendors. You know what I'm saying? D Sima. You think that the devs should take advantage of the nightfall bug and implement something similar to future seasons for activities? Um, you know, Cosmo seemed to th- indicate they're open to it. I mean, they're obviously not going to pull the trigger right away, but he seemed to indicate that they are open to the idea. He said, I love when a feature becomes a bug. Um, and I, I, I tend to, I tend to think that this is another one of those times where I'm going to say that generosity is not the enemy of engagement it's the promoter of it because i think a lot of times people are like oh if you're too generous then you know people will get what they want and they'll stop playing it's kind of the opposite in this case people are engaging with nightfalls that ordinarily wouldn't like oh i don't know me like i'm grinding nightfalls during q a because i'm hoping to get you know a better worm husk ordinarily i wouldn't come in here but the double drops it's like yeah I'm, I'm, i'm in there dude you know if you're not going to give me the lane of intention, at least give me the lane of generosity. Like, well, I can't pick what exotic drops, but the the drop rate's so healthy and so nice, it kind of doesn't matter. I think that's one of the things that, you know, is is drawing people into the Nightfall this week in particular is like, well, you know, Warden of Nothing is a fast is a fast Nightfall, but also you know, I'm getting double drops, so let's go. Like, why would I not do that? Why would I not enjoy double drops? Uh, 
So I I think in general generosity needs cranked up when you don't give people the intention lane. If you're not going to give me the intention lane of like I can pick what I get, I can chase what I want, I'm just relying on drops then you need to be super generous. This You could apply the principle that I just outlined to the flawless chest. You could apply this principle that I just applied uh, or just outlined. You could apply this to uh, raids. You know, there's so many places you could apply the idea of like, well, we're not going to give you intentionality, but the generosity is going to be really, really high. It's got to be high on one factor. Think about it like this. The sundial was almost too much of both. It was both intentionality and generosity all at the all at the high level. Four or five rewards at the end and you get to pick every single one. That's that's kind of absurd, you know? And then you go play trials and you're like, I get one drop and it's armor. Like, what? And then I can get a sniper at seven, but then that's it. Now it's just in my loot pool. I can get the shotgun at three, but now it's just in my loot pool. Like you, you got, <laughs> you got less intentionality for flawless trials. Um, I don't know. To me, it's like <laughs> you got you got less in- intentionality for flawless trials, and way more in Sundial. And I get that Sundial was limited, so the generosity and the intentionality had to be really, really high. But come on, man, going flawless needs to have at least it needs to be closer to what Sundial offered. That looks so funny. It looks like it's my legs spinning. That was hilarious. I'm just going to wait for the res. Uh, Zapzio. What's your opinion on controller on PC? I think it's an issue with the amount of aim assist you get. Uh, I think aim assist on controller gets like really... I think we have to go down to pull his, to pull his orb. I think aim assist gets really, I think the controller issue gets extremely overstated by the community. Um, I think people look for a scapegoat when they lose to be like, well, I just I use plebs on controller, it's like an aimbot. Dude, I got news for you. If you're getting domed the minute you enter a doorway, you know, from a sniper or you get domed across the way by me, if if you want to like, if you want to chalk up me me killing you, to the fact that I'm running controller, I I mean I guess go ahead, you know I guess go ahead, but that's that really really good snipers are not beating you because they're on controller. Um, I don't know. Mouse and keyboard get so many advantages that uh, that controller doesn't. You get in a close shotgun fight, flick aim, snap aim, drag snipes. They get a lot of advantages. You watch the high level guys on mouse and keyboard play. Dude, they're not going to struggle against somebody on a controller, right? Now, a really, really high-level player on controller, sure, they're going to have to be careful. You know, peeking a lane, they might they might end up losing it because, you know, they're going up against somebody who does have a little bit of aim assist, and so they're going to have, you know, slightly stickier... I got knucklehead radar and said, dang it. It's a 61-2. Oh, it's a good roll for knucklehead. I really, really want worm husk. Dang it. And it dropped at 1,002. That is really disappointing. Um, 
I just feel like you trade a lot on controller. You do. You trade a lot. You can't, you can't, I don't mean trade like trade from the, in, in the game like when you fight. Like, I'm giving up a lot of things. I can't drag or flick snipe nearly as easily. If I get into, if I get into a close quarter shotgun fight, I am going to have a significantly hard time, you know, drag, you know, pulling and spinning to win. Like, there was a huge difference. The minute I went into Fortnite and switched to mouse and keyboard, um, there's a video on Twitter, a sniper getting shot through a wall. Huh. I don't know. I I think people overstate it. I, you know, listen, I think... Okay, I think aim assist in general needs looked at on some things. Rather than cry about controller, we could probably talk about the fact that, like, snipers have insane aim assist. I, some of the plays I'm seeing people make, I'm like, gee, money, Christmas. Like... They are, they are just dragging and flicking in the general vicinity of the person's head and getting the kill. Uh, I think even the high-level guys would admit that a lot of the times they're really leaning on aim assist for some of their best montages, for some of their best snipes. I'm not taking away from their skill, by the way. I think even they would admit, like, yeah, aim assist is really freaking high right now. Um, and so... I would maybe look at that as opposed to like getting upset about controllers. I don't even know if controllers are the main culprit. It feels to me like the main culprit is just aim assist as a as a subject, not the fact that I can plug a controller in and get some assistance with, you know, ma- bullet magnetism. So, I I don't know. And I use controller, and I don't feel like I'm at some huge advantage when I go up against higher level players. I mean, I lost plenty of gunfights over the weekend in trials. I was not just, like, running around with what felt like an aimbot. You know? I also think people are dumb, and they feed, and they want to blame it on controller, because they just keep peeking a lane, and they think, well, I'm mouse and keyboard, I should be able to win this fight. And it's like, you literally keep peeking a hard-scoped lane, like, you're an idiot, that's why you're losing. <laughs> like, you're not losing to aim assist, you're losing to your own bad decision-making. Uh, it's truds. I understand that trials is seen as pinnacle PVP activity, but do you think Bungie leans too hard towards it being for the hardcore sweats of the community? No, in fact, I think they lean so hard for casuals, it's cannibalizing the playlist. They tried so hard to make games one through three rewarding for people that it's cannibalizing itself. It's lopsided. Four, five, six, and seven and going flawless aren't rewarding enough. It's actually the exact inverse of what you're saying. That's the problem. Hardcore players, p- players that can win a bunch are not playing the game in the way that it's intended to be played. And because of that, they're going into they're going into the bottom half of the card and being like, this is where it's the most rewarding, and that's the problem. The problem is not that it's geared for in hardcores. If it was geared towards hardcores, games one through three would be nothing. Like nothing would be games one through three. And then you would you would have to go into the back half of the card to get good rewards, and everybody would have complained. You just built this for hardcore players. My gosh, I can't get anything. Like, no, they actually built it very, very, very much for casuals. And because of that, it's a super, super lopsided playlist that's cannibalizing itself. And that's why I think there's simple adjustments they can make to fix that. You know, I think there are very simple things they can do uh, in the in in this season before we get to next season. But we don't got to wait for September. Um, we don't have to wait for September. Next question from F says, do you agree 
that more people prefer to play PvE. Crucible is too sweaty and not as enjoyable as PvE. You're just asking a yes or no question about your opinion on the game. I don't necessarily know if it's that more people prefer PvE. I think it's that Destiny is primarily a PvE game. When there's new content deliverables, when there's new seasons, it's heavily weighted toward PvE. Um, If you just look at the director, you know, where all the stuff is, where all the activities are, that is just far more PvE options than PvP. So you have a slant in the player base. There's always way more people playing PvE. Every day you got about a million players right now playing PvE and PvP is anywhere from half a million to maybe seven or 800,000 on a really good day. But it's dropping pretty pretty quickly, unfortunately, for Crucible. Babazard. Seems like the average to below average players want no part in trials. Would having bounties similar to Iron Banner that don't require wins to complete help bring players back? Bounties that reward trials, weapons, and armor. Well, see, this is where I, I kind of got this question earlier, Bob, so I'm going to give you a Cliff's Notes answer. I don't think we need a new system of loot delivery. I think the loot delivery just needs to be more favorable uh, to players that don't win. Just You can turn in your tokens no matter what is the first change I would make. Second change I would make is I would make the back half of the card way more rewarding so the hardcore players just get, get out of the early games. You've got to get them out of there. They're all hanging out down there. It's far more rewarding to just reset, reset, reset. It keeps their loot pool shrunk, right? I would explode St. 14's loot pool. Like, you can't keep your loot pool small anymore, you know? Now, they might have to wait until week five to do that in a conceivable way. Like, all right, it's week five. This is the fifth armor piece, flawless. And now all the armor is available in the loot pool except for the final piece. And, uh, you know, I don't know. And then anybody that turns in tokens can get those things. And if people are going to get upset and be like, man, I don't like that. Now people don't have to go flawless to get armor. Oh, shut the frick up. You want people playing. Like, you want people playing. Forget this weird sense of, like, we gotta make it to where people can't get stuff. Like, that's that's not gonna help the playlist. If you take that attitude, you're gonna just watch the player base and this playlist just slowly fall in on itself. And that is not what you want. It is not what you want. You want this playlist healthy. You want this playlist full of players every weekend. Not, you know... F- like not dwindling and shrinking it is not what you want this season I was more excited for PvE over trials I got burned out on PvP I was just trying to get mountaintop or clues well yeah I mean if you come from a season of PvP grind I mean I, it's understandable to be like yeah I can't take another, I can't take another second of PvP like I get that 100% 100% get that pits with the next question Hey Lono, I love what you do. Do you feel the current gun meta is playing into some of the issues with trials? Does shotgun AR toppling opponents in 18 seconds make getting stomp feel even worse? I mean, I'm be real honest. I think the biggest problem with the meta is that passive players are way too empowered. Like, passivity is so easy right now to play passive. Um, Mel BRs with 8 months, 15 months to Dan Papa. 35 months to Zach, that's almost 3 years. Danny PS485 with 3 years, 36 months, and 12 months to I'm So Sinister. A lot of big badges there for you guys. Thanks for those big time subs. Um, passivity is just way too empowered right now. 
It's so, you just, you sit the frick back on doors and rooms, especially in Cauldron. You just sit on doors with your frickin' shotgun and your and your ARs and you're spamming around corners. And if you're nervous about what I'm doing or entering a lane, no worries. Just frickin' 3P peek with your emotes all day long. Like, people on my, on my YouTube video are like, I can't believe people are complaining about 3P peeking. It's fine. Leave it alone. It's like, you're either crutching it or you don't play Trials. It is infuriating to play against people that do it. It's like they get they they can just sit back and play passive for forever. It's so unfun to play against. You're you're empowering the laziest approach to combat with the easiest easiest route to information and strength. It's like it's it's just way too powerful. Crouch around corners with shotguns and 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 freaking and, and hard light not a hard light mountaintop oh my gosh if you play against those guys the guys rocking mountaintop hard light dude you will get so tilted that's so frustrating to play against it's again it's just you're rewarding passivity you're rewarding non-committal play styles that just get so much information I have to commit to the lane, dude. I have to commit to the lane. I have to look. I have to peek. I have to... I, I refuse the 3P peek. I don't do it when I play. I just... I feel like it's a corruption. It is a corruption of what's going on. Now, I know some people are like, oh, I do it. It's in the game. Or I only do it if they do it. Dude, I don't care what you do. If, the, if it's in the game, as long as it's not cheating, I'm not going to tell you to stop. But I think it needs addressed. It's like the gun meta wouldn't be a problem if passivity came at a freaking cost. But it doesn't. Passivity is so empowered right now in the structure of fl- in the structure of combat and the map flow. It's so empowered. Super super easy to just sit back, spam hard light around corners, hold your shotgun if they want to push through the the numerous choke points. The maps are so choke point heavy. They're so choke point heavy. Sit around a corner with your shotgun and your hard light and just freaking wait them out. And if you want to know what they're doing, no worries. You can use your zero cooldown endless endless free information emote to to just see what the enemies are doing it's just garbage and again the people defending it are either crutching it or they're they're not playing trials they have no idea why it's frustrating to play against next question gilded aegis lona why do you think trials shift in its current state there were some glaring issues that are evident even before trials launched I've been continuing to chalk up most of what's going on to uh, limited bandwidth is what it is truly what it feels like. It feels like limited bandwidth. It it's like these are things that sh- what is happening. These are things that should have been seen that should have been known. Uh, I've I, I, I've continued to say you know I read the blog post and within sixty seconds I was like people are gonna low card farm. I just don't think Bungie's had time to iterate on anything. I think they're running at low bandwidth, and because they're running at low bandwidth, there are things that just couldn't get refined and addressed. I it, I, I don't have a better answer other than that one. Uh, Frivly says, They've introduced trial skill-based matchmaking to match appropriate games versus others in the same game. Two flawless on a game seven. Um, uh... Why would they revert that when console and sweats due to token farming? I don't think they need to revert the card state matching, and card state matching is not skill-based matchmaking. It's 
it's it's like it's like a bracket system. If you're on game six or seven, you're gonna they're gonna try and face you against people against six and seven. That's a bracket system. That's not skill based matchmaking. Me and my buddies that are like slightly above average could scrap our way to game six and then face the G one boys. That's not skill based matchmaking. They're out of our league and they're gonna wipe the floor with us, right? Like that that's that's like a bracket system. So I don't think they need to get rid of the bracket system. All I was saying in my talk was if if you're going to err on the side of something at the end, right? If I'm on game seven, if this is my flawless game and you're going to err on the, on the side of something with a dwindling player base, I think you err on the side of matching me against five, six, or seven in my region. If you can't find five, six, or seven in my region, then you need to match me to somebody on game one. I'm fine with that because it's a lot less. That's the least painful option. If you match me against somebody that's on games three or four, they're close to gear drops, and that sucks. And so you just kept them from getting gear. Game one, like, just reset your card and quit crying. Just back the frick out. Like, if once you start getting stopped, just back out. Shut up and back out. Who cares? Go back to orbit and reset your card. And then if you're on a flawless game in this scenario with a, with a shrinking player base, and they match you out of region... Well, now I get to play a laggy, dumb, awful, almost rigged game for my Flawless game? No, you shouldn't do that to somebody who actually earned their way to Flawless, you know? That was the main point I was trying to make. Jay. With the problems with this season, do you think that Bungie are hoping and preparing for next season to be smoother? But okay, I'm out. Um, that's, I'm not going to answer your question. You're just trying to get a joke in. What's faster, low-card farm... Uh, tokens or harder teams with later points well the main the main issue with the reason people don't go to the end is because the main reason they don't go to the end is because the games take longer like they know they could get more loot if they went to the end you know they can go flawless as many times as they want that's not why people don't do it people don't do it because it just those games just naturally take longer so and please don't submit joke questions like that. I know you think you're funny. I'm just going to break the hard facts to you. You're not funny. I am very annoyed when people do that. If I let everybody submit joke questions, that's all I would end up answering. You're not special. There's no special clause for you. Um, no one thinks you're funny. And if you do it, you're just going to end up getting banned because I put a lot of time and effort into this. And I don't like when people try to short circuit that by being like, you think you're being humorous. I got another exotic helmet and it's Graviton. Dad gummit. They're mocking me now. A 65 Graviton, dude. <laughs> Freaking 65 Graviton. I want so badly to get the worm husk. And now they're just mocking me. They're mocking me. They gave me a knucklehead and a Graviton. I'm going to drag these out of my inventory. All right. Uh, let's see. Ragnar says, do you think trials of the nine gear as random and match drops on games one, two, three makes sense worthwhile for players still? Pl- I'm just skipping. Uh, Sniple Rifer. Though, thoughts on adding randomly rolled stats, range reload to guns. It could be within a small range to be fully random. No, I don't think we need this. You're, you're trying to add more complexity to a system that's already pretty complex. Like, I, I don't like finally getting a god roll and getting the wrong masterwork. I don't like that. I, it's like, man, I, this thing is so close to being perfect. Like, I wouldn't mind spending an Ascendant Shard to change the masterwork of a gun. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind that at all. 
So I, I don't want to add more complexity, but just random stats on guns. The stats are pulling from the archetype and the perks. We don't need to add any more randomness. So, oh, man, this, look at this one. I don't know where just max range. Like that would just get too hard for them to even control. What a trial solo queue? We already answered the solo queue question. Havoc. What do you think Bungie should do for people like myself that didn't collect rewards this weekend from trials due to the bug? Um, again, I think this is a reason for them to just just crank the dial on making it super generous and super rewarding. Just crank the dial way up. Because if not, I worry that you're going to continue to have people have what happened to you and other situations where they're like, I'm done, dude. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not playing Trials. Um, The comments on my videos are like, dude, you can tell somebody just came from a sweaty, a a bad card or a bad experience. They're like, frick Trials. There, There is a lot of salt in the player base right now. And I just, a lot of people are just going to say no. They're just going to, I'm not playing anymore. Um, it's 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 rough out there. And I don't think it's going to get any better unless they make, like I said, some pretty dramatic changes. Uh, and again, they're like the simple versus complex. I'm not asking for a death weapons next week. I'm willing to give them till September to make significant improvements to weapons and loot. I understand that this year's trajectory was already set, and I don't expect big deviations from that. But I do expect them to put out some fires. You know? I do. I do not expect you to turn this aircraft carrier on a dime. Brand new weapons. We need brand new weapons. We need brand new weapons. We need adept weapons right now. I'm not going to ask for that. But I am going to ask you to put out some of these fires. Because if you don't, it's going to hurt the player base and it's going to hurt the game long term. That's right. You guys never do the hack. Sorry. (laughs) That's that's my job. (laughs) Forgot to do my job. Fastest way to get high enough light to play Trials, play the game. This is not a uh, power leveling guide video. If you want one of those, just you can look, go look for that on YouTube. To Eden, how big of an impact do you think light level being enabled has on players hopping into Trials? Well, I mean, this could be one of those scenarios that we're under we're we're underestimating the impact of it. I mean, we we had this experience when we went into Black Armory. When we went into Black Armory, people ran the numbers and the number of people at max level was really freaking low. And so I don't know. It 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 could be playing a factor. People are like, "Dude, I'm 990. You think I'm gonna freaking go into trials?" This is another thing I think Bungie should have considered. They, I think, leveling is if it's gonna happen every season, fine. If you want to have aspirational content that I have to spend a week or two leveling up for, that's fine. Legendary Lost Sectors, Trials, Iron Banner. You know, and then later in the season, they've got the Grandmaster Nightfall. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But leveling needs to be so automatic. Just thoughtless, automatic leveling needs to be a thing. It just... If if that is even a factor in the equation, then that needs addressed as well. If Bungie's running the numbers and they're like, okay, here's the number of people that could play Trials and not have to worry about the power differential, right? Here's the number of people who can't play Trials because of the power differential or would be really, really discouraged from doing so. They're going to have a hard time. And then, if you can, you know, make some adjustments. Like, I don't know. To me, it's like, if they, how many people tried to play trials and then stopped and were under a thousand each week? How many? How many have done that? You know, would be would be a question that I would ask because I think that would be more important than 
that would be almost as important as the loot, the token, you know, the loot and the token situation. Are you making it to where, you know, people can level easily? And I know people are always like, dude, Lono, leveling is so easy. What are you talking about? Dude, you say that as somebody who watches Twitch streams and you get all the tips and all the fast-tracked ideas and you can run raids and dungeons and stuff. You you got you you want those couple of hour a week players to feel like they can level up and play trials. That's not casualifying, man. Like you're going to get it listen. Imagine right now we take all the players who play less less frequently, a couple hours a week. Right, and you make it to where it's very easy for them to level up and play trials, and you make it to where it's very easy for them to get tokens and get a pretty good trickle of trials rewards. All right, that's casualifying. No, it's not. Do you want to know what the best protection against casualifying trials is? The player base. Do you honestly think all those bottom of the barrel players that just they play the game mega casually? You think if they went into trials, all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, this is such casualified playlist. I can't believe. No. They would get a boot to the face. They are not in a position to suddenly just go in like, oh yeah, dude, this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck trials this weekend, man. Oh, this is great. No, you're making it accessible. The player base is the best guard against trials ever being casualified. You're, you're gonna get to games four and five and just get absolutely crushed if you're a ca- if you're a mega casual player. Trials isn't here or designed for me and my dudes to stomp on people. I want to play better teams at 4, 5, and 7. Well, right, and that's the thing, is if you fill the funnel, it's just, it's a natural, it is a natural, you know, filtering process. By the time you get to the end of the card, you should be facing tougher teams. It should just happen automatically. It's a bracket. It's a, it's a, it's a low-level bracket system where... As long as, as long as you're winning and other teams are winning, eventually you're going to hit that wall. Five, six, and seven are going to get tougher. Now, you're going to get to a point where you're just going to have players that really throw off what you think is challenging. If you're going to watch, if you know, if you're going to watch Potato, Panda, Sonic, Vince, these guys stack up and just absolutely run over teams. Well, look how easy the last games are. I got news for you. A lot of the teams that they clap would be tough for you and most of the player base at games five, six, and seven. So, what XP grind? Do you think making two options at each vendor for getting armor or guns is a realistic answer for loot problems? I mean, for leveling, it certainly would be nice when I turn in a prime to say, can you give me armor or a gun? When I do a milestone, hey, can you give me armor or a gun? Like, give me some control over the leveling. Um, this would streamline leveling to a certain degree. I think, I think leveling needs streamlined uh, to a certain degree. I think it's been... I don't know. I think leveling is just continues to refine itself and but I just don't think that they're done yet. I don't think it's I don't think it's quite where I think it should be. Uh, in general, I think they could do way more to streamline it. Smart RNG on milestones and primes is where I would start. It should not be able to hit your lowest. It doesn't have to hit I'm sorry, it should not hit your highest item. I'm okay if it doesn't hit my best item, but it's got to hit something that actually benefits me. And too often, it just, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. It's like, great, thanks. That was literally two light level below the item that it hit or one level below where it hit or the exact same power level of where it hit. Like that just shouldn't happen. Siogre, was Bungie maybe being too ambitious with trials? I get trials is important for PvP. This is not a question worth answering. Are they being too ambitious? I'm not answering questions like that. That's not like a real question. Like, I, there's, it's impossible for me to answer that question. 
fat minister should there be freelance solo mode for trials already answered that it's truds do you see a time where trials of the nine architecture could return maybe as a rotating playlist no trials of the nine sucked why would you ever want to bring that back to the game even if you could bring back its best parts people would people would remember it as the the bad version of trials i don't know why you'd want to do that i i see no reason to bring back trials of the nine like at all Sorry, I just wanted your thought. It's just, homie, I can't answer questions like that. These are the questions that I absolutely dislike answering. Do you think this this is too ambitious? Do you think they can really manage this? Do you think they have enough bandwidth? What do you want me to say to that? It's so generic and broad. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't work at Bungie. I don't know their bandwidth. I don't know if this is too ambitious for them. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're secretly behind the scenes saying, like, yo, we bit off more than we could chew. I have no idea. I can talk about what is, right? What is? What are the problems? These are the problems. What are potential solutions? These are the potential solutions. I I, I can't speak like in hypotheticals about bandwidth that they have or don't have. Are they being too ambitious? Do they know what they're doing? Is the game going to die? Like, I I can't answer questions like that. They're not answerable. Like, now, when I say, is the playlist in trouble, I talk about ways that the playlist is hurting and ways to help the playlist. These are things that are that are tangible that, you know, we can have a conversation about. Like, I'm not trying to scold you, but, like, too many people do this lately with the question and the answer. It's like, do you think the game's going to die? Do you think the game's ultimately on a bad track? Do they have the bandwidth to take care of us? Are they smart enough? Do they know what they're doing? And it's like, I, I can't answer those questions, dude. Those aren't Those aren't questions that have substantive answers. It just becomes this big speculative thing it also just feels like people are using Q&A to just take jabs like it's just a question laden with an accusation they bit off more than they could chew this this is too ambitious for them they can't handle it they don't know what they're doing questions like do you think Bungie knows what they're doing do you think Bungie can fix this do you think Bungie was too ambitious it's like it just sounds like a passive accusation more than a question it just sounds like you're trying to assert that they don't know what they're doing and they did bite off more than they could chew and this is too ambitious for them and they can't handle it is what it is what it sounds like to me and this is for everybody not just the guy that asked the question right lots of folks are asking questions like this lately and I think it's indicative of people being unhappy you're unhappy with the game you don't like where things are, you had a rough trials weekend, or you don't like the PvE, and so your questions are almost accusatory laden, because you just feel like, man, Bungie is failing. I think in general, this season, I didn't anticipate it being weak. I anticipated this season being better than Season of Dawn. Uh, I thought it was going to go up in substance, I don't know if they thinned this season out to make the summer better because they did say like the summer is supposed to be like no other time in Destiny. But I think what ends up happening is, and I get exhausted by it, is Q&A just turns into a lot of passive complaining. I try to use Q&A to have good discussions, to come up with like ways to figure out like, oh, could we make it better? Could we improve this? How can we get more people playing? How can we make the structure of bounties better? How can we make the, the reward structure in Nightfall, Strikes, Trials? You know, how can we make these things better? I, I get kind of worn out by the the passive complaining and the, and the dissatisfaction. I think overall, this season's doing what it's supposed to do. It's maintaining the player base numbers, and they're delivering more of... Um, they're delivering more content, but... It's pretty telling when Chevy isn't even playing the game. I disagree with that. I don't think those guys are indicative of the health of the of the of the game or the content. They play an absurd amount. 
they they hit they hit leveling thresholds in the first week that like 98% of the community will not hit um so I, Chevy taking a break and being bored is not indicative of the health of the DLC at all. Um, so I don't. Yeah, you guys don't need to pile on his question. I'm just trying to. If you want to partake in Q and A, and everybody listening wants to partake in Q and A, I'm just trying to clue you in about why certain questions get skipped because it's just like it. I don't really feel like having the same conversation every other question. Because they all start to sound the same. Do you think Bungie bit off more than they could chew? Is Trials too ambitious for them? Do they have the bandwidth to fix this? Those are all the same question, right? Do you think this season's ultimately a failure? Do you think this season is is ultimately, are people going to stop playing? Or is this the, is this a make or break situation? Like, those are all essentially the same question. That's why I'm just kind of like, I, I come on, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't work there. So I just try to make it more about... Are there things that we can suggest to help? Are there things that we can come up with as a community that are motivations for playing to help add to the dialogue and not get stuck in speculative la-la land where we're either saying it's a success or failure or the game is dying or not dying or Bungie's incompetent or not incompetent? Um, Yeah, will Destiny ever meet our expectations? Stuff like that, so... I'll be honest, it's a relevant question right now. If they have limited bandwidth, why put so many eggs in the trials basket? I actually would say that's a better way of phrasing it. If they, if they operating under the assumption that they have limited bandwidth, why would they pull the trigger on trials now for September? Right? It's the same reason. It's the same exact reason that they added a 40 level bump right now. Why? Why would they do that now? There was no reason to do that now for September. They're wanting to do things for September. We got to figure this out. What's going on with leveling? How is the player base reacting to leveling? How do they react to trials? How do they react to the token structure? The passive structure? Uh, How do they react to flawless rewards? How do they react to this? How do they react to that? And then in September, they can say, okay, so trials needs all of these quality of life updates. Leveling needs these quality of life updates. So the September DLC and the trajectory of year four can be significantly better. Because if they wait until September to drop trials, if they wait until September to start adding leveling again, people will be like, what the frick? Why are we leveling again? We haven't leveled in ages. Why are you doing this? What? Trials? You guys haven't figured out all these other issues with, with, with the Crucible. Or they drop trials with its current structure, and trials launches in September with all these awesome adept weapons, but then a terrible reward structure that has people low card farming again. Do you see what I'm saying? So like... I know that sounds like such a such an excuse of like, oh, well, when is the game ever going to get good? Well, hear me out on this. I talked about this in another video. I forget which one where I said that quality gets forgotten. It just gets forgotten. We forget that the artifacts new, the seasonal pass uh, is new. We forget that leveling via XP is new. We forget that the bounties are new. We forget that they made leveling better by raising the soft cap. We forget that all those things came to the game. Those are all quality of life improvements that came to the game that have made the game better. And how long did it take for those things to land? They set their trajectory with Forsaken and we spent a year with crummy leveling. And what they do in the interim? They did surge bounties. And then in Shadowkeep, they adjusted all these things with leveling. They made leveling better in Shadowkeep. So 
What have we learned post Shadowkeep? Way too bounty reliant, Bungie. Way too bounty reliant. Gee, many Christmas. And the bounties aren't synergized. You know, Zavala's asking me to get solar kills and it's a void burn week. Come on, synergize the bounties, you know? And so those are things that'll likely come in September. So I think Bungie's capitalizing on the fact that the year leading up to year four, all of year three, they can sort of use as a, well, let's see what people think. We don't want to try to launch trials in September. That's an expansion launch. We can launch the expansion with quality of life improvements to trials. We can launch the expansion with quality of life improvements to leveling and bounties. But we can't launch trials and an expansion at the same time. That's You want to talk about too ambitious. That's probably too ambitious. I think that's the better discussion to be had right now, which is one of the primary reasons I try to use Q&A as like suggestion hour for Bungie. So it's like, here are the simple things you can do. Here are the complex things that you could do. So there's the here and now, and then there's the long term. So like long term, adept weapons. Why not? What are you doing? Where are the adept weapons? September. So like they, and this is something I think people always forget. Why does it take so long? So when they set the trajectory for year three, the year that we're in right now, they give all these teams a vision of what the game should look like. There's a reason that the obelisks and the bunkers feel similar. There's a reason that the seasons feel very bounty heavy. They're very heavily reliant on bounties. Why? Because that trajectory got set. The teams all run off. They start building their content. They start building their structures and their leveling designs and their pacing. And they're off to the races. And there's no quick fix for that. All that's been set in motion. They can't change midstream like, well, man, season of the dawn. People were season of the dawn. People were complaining about bounties and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like the team working on Worthy's like, dude, we can't make any changes, dude. Are you kidding me? We're freaking mid, we're, we're midstream right here. If we're going to hit deliverable schedules, no, it has to ship this way. But then Bungie can collect that data, and then in September they can be like, we're overhauling bounties, we're overhauling leveling, we're overhauling Trials of Osiris. All these things are getting quality of life updates. And that's why people are like, this is such a joke, I can't believe this. Now, when I really come, you know, I, I, I kind of hit Bungie pretty hard with my anti-cheat video, because I'm I'm not happy with the level of and the lack of anti-cheat. It's disappointing. You know? It's, it's disappointing. And, uh, I think that it's it's something that that they need to address as best they can. I don't under I don't have an understanding of what they're doing in the background, but I'm going to call them to be better because I think they can be and I think they I don't like to throw the word need around, but they need to be better. The che- the cheating needs to be better. I think that's I think that's been the harshest I've been with Bungie lately is the the my anti-cheat video. So I really don't want to seem like I'm crapping on the devs, but they took trials out almost two years ago. The reason was for them to work on it. Now it's here and there's so much wrong with it. I want to be positive, uh, but it's more waiting again and again and again. Well, is there so much wrong with it though? Like, I think the maps are flowing very well. I think the passages are awesome. I think the loot aesthetic is great. Obviously it's repeats. But I think the, I think they nailed the loot aesthetic and the glows and stuff. I think all that stuff's great. I think that again, I think token payout just got. I don't think I. I don't know. I think they just skipped over it. I guess because that one felt like an obvious one to me. That felt like low hanging fruit. But again, if they don't have the bandwidth and they're like, well, we didn't have time to revisit that, and then it kind of ships the way that it is. 
and then people are kind of like, man, how does this, how does this even happen? I think, I think, yeah, I think most of you just chalk it up to low bandwidth. You also have to consider something, okay? Whenever they finally got trials ready to ship, how much was going on in the game that they needed to like adjust for? Whether the tokens or Saint 14 coming back, maybe they had to adjust for him. Uh, the bounty system, think about it. The bounty system was new in Shadowkeep. So if they had been working on trials all this time, they had to take all the iterations they did with bounties and repeatables and shove that into trials as well, which when they did that, maybe that was a cause for some for some adjustment on token payout because they're like, well, there's going to be bounties. There's going to be repeatable bounties. And when they do stuff like that, it may have just disrupted flow. I don't know. Because like, if you're the team working on trials... Alright, and you've been working on trials for a year, and then you sit down with the vision cast for year three, and they're like, okay, we want trials to come back, but here are all of the base level expectations that need to be shoved into the trials NPC. Dailies, weeklies, repeatables, a token system, a passage system. Oh, and you gotta bring back all these guns from, from you know, Destiny 1. Fundamental things wrong that have essentially ruined the experience for a lot of people. Trials is now going to be something they have to prove to people it's worth playing again. It's a trust thing. They have to build the player base back up. They had two years to simply put back D1 trials into D2. It's not that simple, though. Dude, the passage system and the token system is completely different than it was in Destiny 1. You're not doing boons. You're buying a passage that has benefits. XP payout, token payout, all that has to be weighed and considered whenever they structure all of the, you know all the trials they're not just they're not just bringing destiny 1 trials to destiny 2 how do you know also we don't know how many iterations of trials they had they had elimination they had elimination in crucible labs okay and it was in crucible labs for what an entire season it was in crucible labs for an entire season okay what if they scrapped a couple iterations and lost development? They could have had a version of Trials that was too close to Trials of the Nine, and thanks be to Lord Shax and, and Saint-14, they didn't do that, right? The version we have now could be, arguably, a better version than they had been building, and they had to make a lot of adjustments in light of player feedback. Lupo and Crafty going to Bungie. Um, uh, you, you know, the, the, the playtesting in Crucible Labs. Who knows? I don't know. Think about it. When Luke Smith takes over, they lost dudes that were kind of in charge of stuff. What if they were doing stuff that wasn't going to work out and it all had to be scrapped? We don't know how far along they were in the process. We don't know if anything got scrapped. We don't know if there was anything that... uh, If they were only building this version for all this time, then yeah, I, I suppose you could have some criticisms. But like, you also have to understand something. The Crucible team completely changed the layout of the game in Shadowkeep. They restructured everything. They went in, they changed all the hoppers, they changed the way that XP and... Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the overload guy. You know, they changed all of that, and they did that rate... They did that just recently in Shadowkeep. So maybe all those changes affected it too. They're making meta changes, they're making weapon changes, they're making exotic armor changes... Yeah, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if Bungie literally sat on this exact version for two years. I happen to think they pro- I think it's probably more likely they were building a version that they scrapped. 
and this has had a shorter window of development that would be that would be the guess that I would have I cannot see the crucible team working on this for literally two years that just seems incredibly unlikely um, to be the case I gotta push over here. Papa Chop with 18 months. Loco Coco Pops with a brand new sub. I missed that one. Thank you. And DJ May 88 with 17 months and Midnight Vulture with 28 months. Sorry about the delay on those uh, sub callouts, guys. Especially the new one. He might not know or they might not know. Loco Coco Pops. I, during this segment, I, I struggle to call things out because we're in like a discussion. Um, uh, next question from Witty. Do you think sunsetting will give us new pinnacle ritual weapons or they'll recycle the good ones? Yeah, you may have seen my tweet in response to Glad. Glad was like, dude, I miss pinnacle weapons. Like they were really, they really made it worth chasing. Um, and I basically said that I believe sunsetting will bring back weapons of that caliber. Like I trust that. Um, and if it bites me on the butt, so be it. But I trust Luke Smith. I trust his decision making. I trust where he's taking the franchise. I know people hear me say that and they're like, how can you say that? Dude, the game's in such bad shape. I'm like, okay, well, it, I, I actually don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say. Um, I think there are flaws and problems. I think they've done a pretty good job addressing our concerns in Shadowkeep from the previous year. And so I trust them to do that again in year four. Uh, I also trust them to not do sunsetting for literally no reason. I do. I trust that sunsetting will bring a lot of great things to the weapon system in September. I trust it. And if that bites me on the butt, I'll make, we'll make videos and we'll talk about it. But like, I do, I, I, I do. I trust, I trust where things are going even though there's been bumps along the way. The Torch. I think Trials could be helped by matchmaking. A match made? Nope. We've already had that question. I disagree. It's Truds. Players just want a fair go. Most understand they'll never go flawless or get near. Is Trials inherently unfair as a game mode, whether in its current state or not? Well, this is why I I pinned a lot. I pinned a lot of things to the dwindling player base, Okay. A, a dwindling player base w- does a lot of things. It does a lot of things. It it You're going to run into more cheaters. You're going to run into more cheaters. You're going to run into more high-skilled players. Dwindling player base is being compounded by low-card farming. Y- you're... You're... You're far more likely to run into low-card farmers, cheaters, and high-skilled players. Like, all these things and the dwindling player base is a result of those things think about it everything is collapsing in on itself cheaters are making people stop playing if people stop playing you're more likely to run into cheaters <laughs> like high skilled low car farmers are making people stop playing and then as the player base shrinks guess what it's more likely for you to run into low card farmers like everything's folding in on itself that's why i said with the first week the low card farming thing came up i was like this has got to get addressed immediately just like cheating why if you don't address it less people play if less people play it's more likely for you to run into low card farmers and cheaters and then you stop playing and then more people stop playing and then the player base is even smaller so now the likelihood of you facing a low card farm high skill team or a cheater goes up every single week like it's just it's just collapsing on itself that's why I'm like dude like today you need to be saying triple the token payout no win requirement you can't keep your loot pool small anymore at Saint 14 like you stop there's no reason to ooh enhanced uh hand cannon flinch uh Unflinching, I mean. Um, 
they need to do all that like now <laughs> meow like right meow and if they don't this is going to just continue to cannibalize itself every single factor that's leading to people not playing it's all so interrelated it's just it's like it's like eight sources of a fire Man, we got to put this fire out. Well, you got gas pouring in from the ceiling. Uh, you got a you got a you got a gas leak over here from the from a pipe, and then you, you got you got dry wood in the in the back of the room. Uh, and then you know what I'm saying you've got too many sources for for burn. The whole place is getting consumed. They they need to act quick. They need to act fast. And again, and again, they're working from home, so I don't know how much they can do. You know. I don't know how quickly they can execute on really, really good updates. Parasito. Should this season's netcode change have come sooner? I think the intention was to delay hackers, but that lasted approximately five minutes. Changing the netcode earlier would have given Bungie more time to fix things. Well, this is a woulda, shoulda, coulda question, Paris, and I don't like these questions. Like, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Like, should they have pushed out the netcode sooner? Well, maybe it would have caused more problems. It wouldn't have been as refined. It already is causing problems to keep us from getting DDoSed. Well, you don't have to DDoS me. Freaking Destiny's DDoSing me, right? Well, yeah, teams can't DDoS me now, but Beavers certainly would do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, if they had to shove this out in Season of Dawn, what if it would have been worse? What if it would have been worse? It could have been worse. Like, there's no way for us to know. That's why I don't like questions like this. It's like, I don't know, man. If they had to shove it out earlier, it might have caused more problems than it's causing now. If we release it in Season of Dawn, dude, it's not even close to being ready. Disconnect ratios would have been even higher back then than they are now. Well, they could have tested it. What if they're doing that right now, Paris? How do we know? What if they shoved it out right now so that it's ready for September? What if they're doing it right now so we don't have the woulda, shoulda, coulda questions in September? It's like, nope, they fixed the disconnect issues, they fixed the cheaters, they fixed the DDoSers, and September can land with all these great improvements to trials, and all these other side issues got figured out during the seasonal format, right? I mean, there's no way to know at what stage in the woulda, shoulda, coulda, like, timeline are we? Parasito. A running joke I've seen is we don't want to release trials half baked, but they released uh, it's still raw. Does the player base at large share this sentiment? I have no idea how to answer that question, Paris. I don't know what the player base at large thinks. All wheezy. Not trials related, but what if the Nightfall bug is how Grandmaster Nightfall is supposed to work and it leaked into the regular Nightfalls? Oh, um. I don't know, Wheezy, because it's saying it twice in the feed. I'm going to chalk it up to as a, a, a bug. I like where your head's at, though. I do. I like where your head's at. I think that's what happened with the... Um, what's the exotic? The, is it the symmetry? Was that the scout rifle? Remember how the symmetry was like intrinsically stunning or something? It, it was doing something overloading, I think. Uh, I felt like, okay, that might have been them experimenting with adding the intrinsic champion mods to other exotics. I kind of thought, oh, maybe that's what they're doing. In this case, I think it's a bug because it shows up twice in the player feed. I I don't think this is something intentional. Now, maybe they're supposed to be hiding that from us. And when they increase the drops to be twice as healthy for uh, Grandmaster, that's essentially what they're going to do. So you could be sniffing around, you know, they're baking something in the kitchen and you're smelling it and you're like, hmm, wait a minute, is this what you guys are doing? You could be close to being right, 
but at the moment I'm going to call it a bug because that's exactly what it looks like to me uh, also um, Cosmo seemed to indicate that it's tied to the Warden of Nothing strike it's not something that's going to continue week to week to week which is a bummer because they're so slow right now to make changes that would have been a bank error in our favor right we could have we could have been reaping these rewards for a couple of weeks if they would have rushed to fix this i would have written an angry letter i'd have been like wait a freaking minute like all these problems in the game and you rush to fix nightfalls no like i'd be ticked if they rushed to fix this it's like you guys have more pressing issues than a generous nightfall grind. <laughs> I, I want to pitch an absolute fit. I, I think it's just it's specific to Warden of Nothing for some reason. It could be related. It could be related to the Warden of Nothing boss fight being kind of unique um, because there's multiple bosses in the strike and in the final room. Maybe it's related to that. Again, I don't know. Higher reflex. Has the skipping, don't like talking about that. General, if a flawless queue is placed, should it be a loot fest? We're not doing a, I don't want to, fl- wait. If a flawless queue is placed, should it be a loot fest? Give an item for the winning team, tokens to the losing team. No, I don't want matchmaking. I think that's what you're asking about. Hobbit, do you think that they are slowly killing off PvP because of the new focus on D3? No, I don't think so, Hobbit. Listen, the last thing I think they're going to do is spend development hours now in like some sort of sinister, yes, we're going to kill PvP slowly. And we're going to spend a lot of development hours coming up with passages and tokens and rebuilding Destiny 1 maps and rebuilding Destiny 1 guns and Destiny 1 armor. All this is going to take bandwidth time. Wait, let me get this straight. So we're doing this to make people mad because the next game's not going to be PvP focused? Yes, it's brilliant. I don't think they would do that. I really don't. You don't want to kill... You don't want to kill consumer confidence in your seasonal format or, you know, people wanting to buy the next season or people wanting to buy anything. Like, you don't damage your product in because of the future stuff, unless you're Apple. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame that software update we pushed out is making your phone run slow. Oh, you're not going to download it and install it? Yeah, that's going to make your phone run slow too. That happens to my iPhone now, by the way. If I don't install the update, my phone runs terribly. It runs awful. It's like, it runs like a piece of junk. And then I update, I'm like, oh, it runs better now. That's kind of peculiar. So if you don't download their update, they make your phone run slow. If you do download their update, they'll conveniently make your phone run slower when the new phone comes out. Because, you know, Apple. Um, Anyway, but I don't think Bungie would do that to Destiny. Um now maybe to look at it another way as it's being said in chat by trevster maybe they're allocating less bandwidth to pvp because it's not going to be a long-term focus listen i i love pvp i love trials i love casting trials i love all my pvp homies okay it's not i don't think it's a revenue generator I, I, re- I really don't think it's a revenue generator. And long-term, Bungie may be being like, we can't continue to allocate this many resources to it. It doesn't generate enough revenue. 
and if we try to come up with st- systems to make it generate revenue it doesn't work because you fragment the player base I don't think what I'm saying means that PvP is on the way out. I just think it means it's unlikely to get lots of bandwidth year in, year out. Um, you know? I, I just, that's my concern, is that it's just going to continue to see maybe a drop in bandwidth. It, I don't think they'll ever get rid of it. Like, I, I speculated that I thought they were killing it off when we went, like, two years without screw you we went like two years without an update and i was like dude they might be cutting this from the game um you know and people were like you're crazy and my prediction got traction and other people's predictions got traction to the point that like bungie had to respond and be like we're not getting rid of pvp um so I'm not going to go back down that rabbit hole of like speculating whether or not PvP is going to get removed from the game, but it could see less and less bandwidth as the years go on, simply because it doesn't generate much revenue. Um, you get you, you, they they put like nothing in the season pass around PvP. They can't. They don't put they don't put PvP paywalls anywhere in the game because again they can't like it fragments the player base that's what people are like no we need a we need a paywall on trials i'm like you're gonna add 18 more problems if you do that like you can't put a paywall on trials it's not a solution it is another fire starter um it's a player base shrinker mr enigma in your opinion what caused this with mess with trials? I mean, the big picture I've just been putting out there is I think most of the problems I'm attributing to low bandwidth. They probably knew a lot of this going in, but it was just, it was time. You know, crap or get off the pot. Like, they had to put trials back in the game. I also think... I've not said this until now. Okay, I've not said this until now. But I do think the dwindling PvP numbers season to season to season to season... I think they were hitting a point of no return threshold. They were like, the player base is going to get too small for this to be worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they neglected PvP for a while. Some of that, I believe, was out of necessity. Some of that was like survival, like we have to do this, we have to do that, and it wasn't a strong priority. But I do think they knew, and they know their player base, they know how their player base functions, they knew eventually there was going to be a point of no return. And I think that might have tied into the timing a little bit. We got to launch this or there won't be a player base in Crucible left to give a crap. There's too many games coming out. There's too many other things for people to play. You know, Call of Duty, Warzone, Valorant. You know, you got all these other games coming out that will continue to scratch the PvP itch for folks. And then we're going to be left trying to launch trials to 300,000 daily players and that may have played a factor um I don't want to say they they rushed it and 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 then that's why it's bad but that could have been one of multiple factors limited bandwidth needing to push it maybe earlier than they wanted maybe they wanted it to land in the summer 
you know, maybe they wanted to wait, but they're like, no, the PvP numbers are getting too low. By the time we get to the summer, there won't be enough people playing for this to be a good funnel of, of players. Because, you know, people, the first weekend, you know, Eugene was one of the people that were like, dude, the player base numbers are too low. Trials should be a lot higher than this for launch. And I'm thinking to myself, they launched to a shrinking PvP player base. You know what I'm saying? Like, they waited too long, maybe, to, to bring it back. They waited a while. And uh, it may it may have caused you know receptivity issues with the fact that there is just a, a lot less people playing uh, PvP week in week out. Ginja, in light of double drops bug, should they do stuff like double drops? Okay, so this is a, you're formulating a little bit differently. They indicated uh, this was about menagerie. Dylan indicated that they were looking into the idea of doing like a double drop week or something because they, they, they adjusted the drop rate of Menagerie, remember? Um, for the community challenge. I think they could do like a, hey, this week Nightfalls are double drops and triple drops if you go high enough. Um, you know, do the same thing with Trials. Just do those surge of interest focuses. Zed Master. So far, what I'm seeing in Bungie is doing a pattern in the loop pool. First week, Gauntlet for Flawless. Okay, this is not a question. Thanks for wasting my time. I'm thankful for Bungie's transparency, but do we need to be concerned about their lack of bandwidth? We've gotten this question too much today about bandwidth. Could you explain the rationale of Bungie's reluctance to put good loot in high-end activities? They've never explained it. Luke Smith has said that that needs to change. He said in his director's cut they want to refuel Aspiration, and he all but admitted that aspirational loot has been non-existent in this game. Um, and he wants to refuel that, and I think that is coming in September. I don't know why they did it. They never said. They never really explained why. They, um, they never really explained why they did what they did. They never really explained why they did you know, raid raid bounties at, at Hawthorne and you could get raid gear without going flawless. Um, they never explain that. They've never explained why the why the loot's not impressive. They just haven't they've never really explained it. Why do the dungeon have terrible loot? You know, we don't know. Um, it, it was it was never explained. The dungeon was basically just a, a powerful source. It wasn't anything other than that. Uh, it's a good for your power grind. It's not good for loot. Avin J, if major changes to trials can't come until future seasons, do you think trials can ever recover to its full potential? Another just really generic question that I can't answer. You know, I, you guys have you guys have really got to learn to not submit questions like this. There's no way for me to answer that question. Um, Elite, when you do a raid, how will the rewards differ from the first time you do it to the second? If oh, if they institute my idea about rerunning raids, you would get non-powerful drops on your extra runs um that's how they would do it they would they would basically give you your powerfuls on the initial and then after that it would be non-powerfuls we may have somebody tagging out ghetto vision to prevent bottom card farming would a functional change choose your role at win seven encourage players to finish the card This is one solution among many. I don't think you can just do one thing. I think making going flawless more intentional for loot is 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 one of the steps necessary. It's not the only step necessary. They need to do a lot. (laughs) Like they they need to do a lot. Um, Because 
they just I, I don't think they've even they've even scratched the surface on what exactly they could do to make it better um so what do you think of everyone begging for trials to come back and then no one's happy it's back besides top carry streamers franchise fatigue no no I don't agree with your assessment here no it's not franchise fatigue that's not it at all the structure of trials is not good it's bad trials is structured in a way where people aren't playing the playlist the way that it's intended and the way that it's designed and because of that it's collapsing on itself and then you have cheaters and then you have error codes like I'm not even talking about things like that that shouldn't be in the game okay error codes shouldn't be in the game cheating shouldn't be in the game I'm not even talking about that just the structure of trials is bad it's well intended it's well intended but it's bad it's like, I love the token idea, I love the passage idea, but your structure's bad because you're basically motivating people to play in a, in, a, in a way where, as I said earlier, when someone's like, did they make trials too much for the hardcore? No, actually quite the opposite. They tried to feed the bottom half of the card so much, they tried to feed the casuals so much that the hardcore players are hanging out down there. Like, you guys love my food analogies. It's like going to Thanksgiving dinner and looking at the kids' table and being like, wait a minute, all the good food's over there. What's going on? And then the parents like go over and like elbow the kids out of the way and start eating at the kids' table. Well, because you put a disproportionate amount at the bottom. So it's all wrong. The, the, the high-skilled players, the stacked teams are like, look, why, oh, look at that, dude. The bottom half of the card's way better. Why would I go flawless? Why would I do that? Let's go down here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just like what you're saying, like it's not that people beg for it to come back and now nobody's happy because of franchise fatigue. They brought it back and it's like, I like the maps. I really do. I would love to see them experiment with Cauldron's doors staying open. I would love for, you know, Hardlight's reflection damage to get looked at and third person peeking to get looked at. I, I, would, I wish that's all we were talking about. I do. I wish all we were talking about is, okay, we c- let's have a conversation about keeping the doors open on Cauldron just to see what happens to map flow. Let's have a conversation about three peaking. Can we disable that and just see how it goes for a week? Because it's just, you're enabling too much passivity. It's really frustrating to play against. You got passive play. You got freaking revoker and hard light and three peaking. Come on, let's, let's, let's have these conversations. Let's, let's, let's talk about fine tuning the experience. No, we're not talking about that. That's in there. We're talking about that, and we're talking about grinding bottom car to the farm, and you know, grind. Nobody wants to go flawless, and no adept weapons, and beaver errors, and cheaters, and it's like I have way too much bad to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's primarily the problem. We can't even have like a fine tuning question because the, the the structure is just not very good. The scaffolding's good, but it's collapsing on itself because it's extremely imbalanced. And so you you could you could claim that it's franchise fatigue. That is likely a factor, but I don't think it's like the overarching factor. Uh, don't get me started on the doors. Literally had a door closed on me and got stuck in the map. I mean, I didn't have anything like that happen. Um, we're definitely seeing uh, we're we're definitely seeing some some stupid things happening with the doors though. I just think 
I just think the doors uh, are just too empowering to passive weak teams. I, it's just way too empowering to a weak passive playstyle, and I think they need to look at keeping them open all the time. Um, I don't know. And if people are going to take offense at me saying that, like, if you play passive, I'm not saying that you're you're weak and you're bad. I'm saying it's a weak playstyle. It's not aggressive. It's not confident. It's I'm going to let the map do all the work for me. You know. You're letting the map do all the work for you, and then you can three-peak for eternity, you know? Um, so, next question. Mancer. What do you think that there... Uh, what do you think that there should be a system in place for to stop low-kill players matching top 1%? No, that's called skill-based matchmaking, and we don't want that. That wouldn't help. That would not help with what's going on right now. It wouldn't. By the way... There's a lot of people here right now, and I appreciate the support. We're going to be doing a split-screen episode in a little while. Don't go away. You're going to want to see that. It's awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, I shout cast people playing trials. It's a competitive casting desk. It's a full studio change. It's a, it's, a, it's a really fun time. Make sure you're following the channel. Click the follow button and turn on notifications. I do these talks. I do these Q&A sessions. I do split-screen, shoutcasting. There's a, there's a podcast tonight called The Rageless Roundtable every Monday night. We've been doing it for over three years. Uh, Paul Tassi from Forbes Magazine and Clintus are two of my co-hosts as long, uh, as, as, uh, along with 30 and So Gaming. He's been on the cast since the very, very beginning. So make sure you're following here and on Twitter to make sure you don't miss out on the, uh, the content because there is a lot of you here right now. What are your thoughts on Trials of the Nine Gear possibly coming back and bringing back the weapons with random rolls? I I don't know what people would think about that. I, I kind of feel like anytime you bring back loot, people will be split. There'll be people that are like, oh, I love these weapons. I'm so happy to see them come back. And then you'll see the people that never play the game and are like, just into the reskin. And then they're going to, you know, complain about that. So it'll probably be you know, six of one and half a dozen of the other. JD Gamer with back-to-back questions going in. True Vanguard posted on Twitter he was playing a team uh, on a losing streak with no wins, and he was over seven wins on his flawless card. Do you, what do you think caused this? Could fix this? Okay. Oh, that's right. I've been kind of misrepresenting what happened. So more than likely, Bungie might need to go in and tweak matchmaking uh, because it seems like once you get beyond win seven, it's almost like. It's almost like a, a free-for-all. When we were watching uh, Pure Chill work on this, it really seemed inconsistent. They were playing against teams that were just a total, total free-farm, and then they played some sweaty games. It was kind of all over the place. Um, so I wonder if once you get beyond Win 7, something's not working properly. It's like they made rules for games 1 through 7, and then you get beyond 7, and they're like, we don't know what to do with you. So region match, and you're going against people on a losing streak. Um, I thought they were on game 7. You're right. I misrepresented what happened. I've been saying it the wrong way. I still stand by the principle that I outlined, that if you're on game 7... I think your game should be more protected than game one <laughs> uh, because of the, you know, connection, in t- connection, integrity, and lag that can ruin your final game. And it's not easy to get all the way there. Um, I don't think we need to obsess about protecting game one that much. All, and again, keep in mind, I'm saying that in the current context that we're in. Long term, that shouldn't be a problem if they get more people playing. The fact of the matter is, is less people are playing now. And... In, in an environment where less people are playing, it's better to protect game seven than game one, in my opinion. Um, next question. What were the participation numbers this week compared to last week? It's down by like 30 or 40,000. 
uh, Revenant Spark. I don't know if it's being done right now, but would you think having all players complete all year one campaigns to access trials be good or bad? I feel like it would help those who aren't cheating. I have nothing against your suggestion, okay? But your suggestion is unhelpful. I don't want to be like me. Like, it's a dumb suggestion because people get up my nose a lot. Like, I'm too, like, this guy likes ideas if they're his. Yeah, like, you don't have your own biases. Anyway, um, this this is not a solution, and I'll tell you why. You don't solve cheating by punishing the whole player base. Right? How many people have never touched the campaign? How many god tier PvP players would suddenly have to go play the campaign? How many, you know, people who haven't been playing for a while and come back would suddenly have all this homework assigned to them? It's just like suddenly requiring a paywall. I actually don't think you would help anything by doing this. You're not going to deter cheaters. They're just going to find somebody to play the missions for them. They're gonna they're gonna buy the accounts like Astrocross talked about. Like Astrocross talked about. Like I don't think you should punish the whole player base with freaking homework. Or all of a sudden they have to pay money because there's there's a bunch of zit-faced cheaters out there. Like, the, 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 the measures Bungie needs to take against cheaters needs to target cheaters, not the player base at large. Um, you, you see what I'm saying? I, target the cheaters. Ban the cheaters. Like, th- that needs to happen. We, we, you shouldn't be saying, well, now everybody has homework. Now everybody has to get over this paywall. Again, a paywall would inevitably shrink the player base. Less people would be able to play. Well, I can't play now. No, I've just been enjoying playing with my buds. I just got it for free. I've been grinding, got some good guns, and was playing with my buddies. You want as many people in there as possible. Even if every weekend, okay, let's say every weekend they get the number back up to like 350,000 and that's where you want it right up up above 300 closer to 400,000 players a week the closer you can get it to half a million players the better all right and if they can get the number back up there a paywall even if a paywall only removed like 10,000 20,000 players how many players are they connected to who'd be like well i'm not going to play now i could if i wanted to but i'm not so you automatically block 10 to 20,000 players you also inevitably de facto block all of their friends it just starts to hurt the player base i i just i don't think like homework hoops of grind or paywalls are the solution you're hurting honest people because there's a bunch of jack wagon cheaters in the player base. Uh, one dead eye was 16 months, four months from Wayne Dub, Pistol Pete was six months, a new sub from DJ White, Delta 890 with four months, and three months from uh, Vanos. There is effectiveness in half measures. If they can't implement a full resolution, this would stop the flow of cheaters. The reason I, I don't disagree with your principle, Trevster, but the reason I disagree with you is because. I am always going to stand up for the user and say, screw the cheater, right? I don't want to see the general John Q public user hurt, punished, or put into a situation that is unenjoyable because there's cheaters in the game. Sorry, guys, we had to institute a paywall. What? Now I can't play with my friends. Now I can't play. Now the player base has shrunk more. Huh? Why'd you do that? Uh, sorry, guys, because of cheaters. We, yeah, we, everybody's got to run the whole entire campaign. What? I don't want to do that. I, I don't, I've never touched it. I don't want to go over there and do that. I don't want to sign. I don't want to. That's not what I want to do with my time. You see what I'm saying? I'm standing up for John Q. Public, and I think cheaters need to get eviscerated. Like, 
don't don't take this like huge threshing floor approach and hit a bunch of innocent people with it does that make sense stink uh snd salt soul snatcher with 49 months freaking 16 months from sibin thank you very much guys and your dadgum name changes i'm gonna follow lono and support him and sub to him for three years and then just randomly change my name screw you soul (laughs) just junior do you think the point of the stag bow got pushed into this season as there were no other ritual weapons no they said it wasn't ready the torch if you had to choose between a generous nightfall or exotic drops instead of primes after you hit soft cap, which you would choose? I don't want freaking primes. I don't want primes. Give me exotics. Give me generosity. Screw your primes. Romanian czar. This is a question from Friday that was never answered, but when talking about anti-cheat, what do you think about having an anti-cheat program installed and have it running while playing Trials of the... You thought you needed to resubmit this, Romanian? So after my video, and after an hour-long Q&A session at Anti-Cheat, about Anti-Cheat, you thought you needed to resubmit this. What do I think about an Anti-Cheat program installed to have it running while playing Trials? Come on! You know what I'm going to say. Yes, this is what I argued for in my video. This is needed. We need true, genuine Anti-Cheat. Come on, man. Don't, Don't make me scold you. Legionless. Do you think they should delay the summer season to catch up on error codes? Summer season may be delayed because of coronavirus. Uh, Bigfoot. Would having a chance at Masterwork Trials gear and prisms in later games be a viable solution to encourage players? I'm just going to glide over this one and say there's a lot of things they need to do. This is one of many possible solutions that would help in conjunction with other things. There is no silver bullet. There's, I think there's multiple things that need to be do. Need to be... Uh, need to be doing you're okay Romanian I just feel like sometimes people are like Lono do you think it would be good for Bungie to give us more rewards and activities like it's like who's gonna say no to that right you think it would be good for Bungie to make us install a third party anti-cheat piece of software like how would I possibly say no to that question it's like a it's like an automatic yes you know what I mean Silent Death. Do you have an idea of where the overall story in D2 is going? They said they wanted to avoid the monster of the week feel, but truthfully, I've had trouble following the overarch. Well, it seems to me like I'm not going to walk you through the story. No, go watch a video. That's not what Q&A is for. I think the story makes sense, and I'm not going to defend it to you. Either watch the videos and cutscenes and piece it together yourself, or go watch a bite video. (laughs) Dirty Harry. How hard do you think it would be to separate people who have been flawless in the weekend and put it in a different queue? We've gotten this question and suggestion so many times, and what you haven't thought through is you're de-incentivizing going flawless. If going flawless is going to hurt my entire weekend, oh, you went flawless, have fun, way smaller player pool now, you can only play against people who have gone flawless. What? That's way less people. How long am I going to have to wait for the match? I don't know, five whole minutes, and connections are going to suck. And you're going to sweat for seven games. Aren't you glad you went flawless? No, I'm not glad I went flawless. This is terrible. And then they would avoid flawless. You would encourage more low-card farming with this. They would just avoid flawless at all costs. And then they'd go flawless on Monday. They'd be like, well, I waited all weekend. Let's finally go flawless. They would literally not want to go flawless ever. They would wait until the last day. 
Well, today's our last day. I'm not going to play Monday or Tuesday. It's Sunday. It's my last day. Now I'm going to go flawless. It wouldn't work. You're stiff farming anybody who goes flawless. Welcome to flawless. Just punch him in the face. Oh, what'd you do that for? You went flawless. Don't you want to play against a really, really small player pool and have laggy games? Isn't this going to be great? No, it's not going to be. I don't want to do that. Like, nobody would go flawless if you did this. It sounds so good in principle. It's like, oh, it's so unfair, dude. I'm just trying to get to to win three, and I just face a team that's been flawless 18 times. I get it. I sympathize with what you're saying. I really, really do. But all you're going to do with this suggestion is just encourage people to never go flawless. You're going to face them either way. Like, the the goal, the solution to all of this, and the thing I've been really trying to drive home to anybody who thinks about this is fill the funnel with as many players as possible. If you get way more players in there, your early games won't be as sweaty. And then the two-pronged approach, it's a two-pronged approach, get as many people in there as possible and make the back half of the card stupidly rewarding. That's how you fix this. Oh man, Trials has really rebounded, dude. Almost 400,000 players. This is great. Oh my gosh, four, five, six, and seven. This is so rewarding. You would automatically have a better experience. Because in two different lanes, there's way more people playing, so you're way less likely to face a stacked god tier team. So you're going to have easier games to get to your third win. And the people that typically have been farming low card farms aren't doing it anymore. They're in the top half of the card. The games take longer. There's more games, four, five, six, and seven. That's more than games one through three. The likelihood of you getting your three wins goes up exponentially if they do this. You don't have to start punishing people who went flawless. That's not a solution at all. If they did that, game one of the flawless queue would be a game seven match every game. Right, exactly, with respect to difficulty. Precisely, you would have to sweat for basically six games if you were in ferocity. You have to sweat for six games and probably deal with terrible connection times. And and matchmaking, it it would be awful. And the lag would be bad. Because there's not as many people. There's almost no, there'd be nobody to match you against. Or it'd be you and the one team in your region that went flawless duking it out for seven games. It'd be odd, oh, be awful. It would be awful. And again, I the spirit of what you're saying, Dirty Harry, it's in a good spirit. I get where you're coming from, but it has it's fraught with so many problems, it wouldn't be worth doing. It would it would hurt the player base more than help it. Yeah, you just win trade. Yeah, you can just win trade with the other flawless teams. Because <laughs> you're only matching the flawless teams. The Nightman. Do you think matchmaking systems where you play a version of Trials of Osiris that's freelance? No, we've had this question multiple times today. If the matchmaking is based on card site, why was I put against the 6 0 players when I was a uh, 4 1? Because the player base is shrinking. I addressed that in the video. There's not enough people playing. There's just, there's just not enough people playing. Uh, oh, it's Mojo. Or, oi, it's Mojo. Oi, it's Mojo. <clears throat> anyway, I think that the biggest thing hurting Trials is the doubt in my mind. I'm constantly faced with, was this person better than me, or did they just toggle? Even if they implemented anti-cheat, I think this doubt will remain for a lot of players. How does Bungie combat this? Well, I don't know how they doubt, I don't know how they combat it, but I think it subsides, okay? It's like... It's like when you fix a problem like a surgery or something and it's sore for a while and you kind of always feel it like I had my appendix surgery, right? Every once in a while, it just hurts over there. It just does, you know? I'm still sensitive in my lower abdomen, like when my son hits me there and stuff. It actually 
hurts. He can club me on the leg, the back, wherever. He hits me in my lower stomach area, and it just doesn't feel right. There's something wrong, like, because of the surgery. I think cheating creates two diseases that spread in the community. Number one, the disease is more people cheat. They're like, well, can't win them. I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay. If you can't win them, that's probably how they talk. Yeah, you can't win them. Uh, do what they do. If you can't beat them, join them. And then the other disease that spread is skepticism. Every good snipe, every clean kill, it's like, I don't know, maybe they toggled. That was suspicious. I got sniped playing with Crafty, and even Crafty thought it was suspicious. He was like, that's sus, because the shot was like against the ground. I don't know. I, if just my head was coming out, if, and he knew to put the shot there... I didn't report him. I didn't go on some tirade about cheaters. I was like, well, that's suspicious. How do you not say it's suspicious? How many people are toggling aimbots? We've seen them do it. First weekend, we saw somebody do it against Lil Sonic on Burnout. I mean, we saw it. And it's like, so then that disease of suspicion spreads. Now, if Bungie comes in and makes big plays and really puts puts some preventative measures in place so that way less people are able to cheat, it would still be there as like a sore spot every once in a while somebody hit a snipe on you and you'd be like eh, I don't know but over time it would subside because you would just be running into less and less crazy 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 insane stuff you'd be like nah that's a good player also check their account history oh pff, this guy's been playing for three years he goes flawless all the time his, his accuracy is really really high right now it's like yeah this guy just made an account uh, a week ago uh huh sure I'm sure he's hitting god-tier snipes all game. Uh-huh. Yup. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it's sometimes the suspicions go way up on the account age and their and their longevity of stats. So. The hack download count is fake, by the way. That was, that was, a that was, a <clears throat> like a malware. Which, I, I still find it absolutely brilliant that a Bungie community manager alerted people to the fact that it was malware. Like that just blows my mind. It's like, why are you giving a PSA to cheaters? <laughs> like, let them download it. <laughs> what are you doing? I, that that blows. It still blows my mind that that happened. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Delete that tweet now. Let them download it. Who cares? Why are you doing a public service announcement for would-be cheaters? Who cares? It's a virus, guys. You might not want to do it. I don't care. It's like you you really you really shouldn't do armed robbery because you could get arrested. And what? It's like that's a terrible analogy. Never mind. It's like you shouldn't try and pull this scam off on old people because it'll actually take money from your account. Let them do it. Like, let the government take those people's money. I don't care. Like, <laughs> Whatever. Um, could trials matchmaking be split into a winning-losing bracket? Winners match winners, losers match losers? No, that's skill-based matchmaking. The bracket works. The farther you advance, the tougher the games are supposed to get. The problem is that people don't go up the card. Hey, Lono, sorry if this is way too off topic, but do you see or think September DLC will be a traditional expansion? I have no idea. We know nothing about it. Dream. Why do you think the community does not see a $10 value point for this a la carte season? Eververse Ornaments 15, and for the $10 season, we got new weapons, armor, story beats, lore. This isn't really a question. You're just wanting me to defend the season's value, and I don't feel like doing that anymore. 
Uh, what if they're removing items from the store slowly and putting only PvP type items in the store? Only then putting PvE related items in strikes and raids. Oh, so you mean PvP starts generating revenue? I don't know. You gotta be really careful with this. I, I think that the Trials ornaments in the Eververse was a mistake. I don't think they should have done it. I think people are sick of seeing thematic ornaments in the Eververse. The, you know, the ship that looked like it could have been a unique drop for the Crimson Keep, the Harpy Shell, and the Sparrow that looked like the Divinity. Those all look like they should have been endgame rewards in the game, and they were in the Dadgum Eververse, and people got ticked about it. And Bungie's like, okay, we hear you on it. And they're like, (laughs) but we're not done yet. Wait, there's more. There's Trials ornaments in the Eververse. Like, I think that was a mistake. I don't think they should do, I don't think they should do less of that, not more. I was really thrilled last season when we saw like Viced and Amalon stuff in there. I was like, oh good, this stuff's just kind of generic and random. You know, it's like, uh, this has nothing to do with the season. And then this season they're like, well, <laughs> we're, we're kind of not done yet. Here's some Trials ornaments. Like, I don't think they should have done that. The Eververse is not the place to sell thematic ornaments. I think the Eververse is supposed to sell extra ornamentation vanity items, not anything associated with the season. Cover two. Uh, how do you fix bandwidth issues? Hire more people, hire smaller studios. Well, okay, there's a lot of challenges to this. It's, I think a lot of people are like, well, Bungie made a bunch of money, just hire more people. Well, you gotta hire, train, they gotta become familiar with your efficiencies, with your tools, with your dev kits, with your outdated engine. Um, they did make a bunch of money, you know, outsourcing to a third party would be nice. They don't really have access to High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions anymore, so it'd be good to maybe get back in a relationship with somebody that could be like that for them. We'll see if they do that for next year. They certainly made good money. Um, so. Throwing shade at the engine? Oh, I'm throwing shade at the engine. It's old and outdated. Do you really want to hire people and train them how to work with Tiger? Trevster, unpopular opinion and would love to hear your input. Do you believe Bungie's PvP is the real problem or is the PvP player base just as much more difficult to appease versus PvE? Um, I think in general, the gaming community at large, this is a challenge. Um, if you did something tomorrow in Fortnite for charity, you could put up pictures of little old ladies and sweet little old men that we were going to help because of the coronavirus and it was heartwarming and you're going to do this thing in Fortnite this charity thing with doc disrespect and all these guys playing and you did this okay and if they didn't set it up in a way where it was like protected people would stream snipe teabag and be douchebags why they would that's what people do it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how pure the event is. It doesn't ha- matter what you're doing. These these just dungeon dweller pieces of human filth will come in and try and ruin whatever you're doing. They hate joy and happiness, right? They have they're like allergic to it. So people would ruin it. Doc disrespect comes to play trials on the weekend, and all we heard was peacocking from unknown PvP players and streamers. Like these guys that streamed to twenty people were like peacocking. Yeah, I'd love to see him come play. Oh, shut the frick up! Who are you? And then everybody starts stream sniping and teabagging and acting awful. And it's just like, what are you gonna do, man? This is what people do. Like. They want to be seen, even if they're not being scummy, right? If in this situation with Doc, it also is just a way. It's just like a way to get no, just to be seen for 15 seconds. That's their 15 seconds of fa- of fame. Just sack tapping Doc's forehead after they kill him. You know what I'm saying? 
you can't stop it. There's no way to stop it. It's just it's just in the the gaming world. There are people that are committed to targeting successful streamers out of just either they're just drenched in jealousy from their head to their toe and they want to they want to do anything they can to ruin that person's day, which is psychopathic and disturbing, but it's a thing. Or it's just kids laughing. Sometimes it's literally just kids laughing. Like, yeah, dude, let's stream snipe him. This will be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at that. He's so mad. We teabagged him. And then they move on with their day. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just, I don't think there's a way to remove this from the gaming ethos. The best thing to do is to, you know, you, you want to ignore it, but you also want to speak out about it. Like, man, shouldn't we be more receptive? Shouldn't we be more supportive? Some some guy came and played our game. He brought a bunch of viewers to Destiny that might have come and played, and you guys made this place look like a cannibalistic 13-year-old, you know, convention. It's like... I, <laughs> and that's an insult to 13-year-olds. I mean, the people that do this sort of thing. It's just like... There's nothing you can do. Listen. The, the lowest... The lowest spectrum of people in the gaming world like the lowest spectrum are they are cannibalistic and they don't realize it they ruin and consume games in a way that is destructive to their own hobby and they don't even realize it they're just they're so inoculated to how awful and destructive that they are they cheat they stream snipe, they talk trash, they act terrible, they come into chats, they send hate mail. Like, they're cannibalistic. Like, you're consuming gaming in a way that is destructive. You're, you're encouraging less people to play and partake. So, it's really, really hard to, to, to stay the tide against these people. The only thing you can do is just try and, you know, be better and encourage other people to be better. Because I truly believe these people are, my, are a minority. I think a lot of the times they they get a foothold because it's so easy. It would be like going into a room and there's 50 people in the room. And if one person has horrendous BO, everybody knows it. Just that one person. It's like... this is what this is kind of my message to trolls and people like this like your presence is so nasty and so unlovable and unlikable that like that's why you get a disproportionate amount of attention because you're disgusting like your existence is disgusting it's putrid nobody wants you in the room you're the trash in the corner that stinks and there's like oh can somebody take the trash out and that's why it's so it stands out because like most gamers don't do that i'll run cards we'll we'll play against people and we'll we'll run into none of that you know people coming into chat thousands of people today you know will come into chat and there'll be like one or two douchers that come in they're a minority, but they stand out because nobody else is acting that way. Nobody else stinks as bad as they do. So, I, you know, and Doc's personality, obviously, because he's a personality, he's a, he's a hard exception to the rule because he is, he's a known, you know, he's a known, you know, personality. He's a, he's, he's a big character, right? And that's just going to invite it. In general, the best thing you can do is just like speak out against it, give it an, give it enough attention to like show how awful it is, but then like, you know, don't let it ruin your day and trust that there's more people in the player base that aren't like that. So I see you in the chat, critical. Stadia Joe, do you think more people would play trials if they allowed matchmaking? I'm gonna say yes. 
more people would play Trials. Do I think this is a solution needed right now? No. I think it would be a diluting a, a diluting effect um, on Trials. Uh, so... It, it, I don't think they need to do this yet. If they get to the place where they feel like a freelance letting people come in solo would help feed the funnel, I mean, maybe. Um, diluting or diluting? It, it would be a diluting effect. It would be, it would erode the identity of trials. You know what I mean. You frick McCobret. What about not letting people reset their cards so they can't reset the bottom of the half? We've had this suggestion many times. You can't you can't micromanage players. That's not the answer. Elite Bacon. Coming from Destiny 1, Trials isn't everything that makes Destiny great, but why are so many people acting like this will ruin the game if it isn't fixed? I Well, I'm not saying that. I don't think there's a lot of people saying it'll ruin the game. Here's how I, here's how I phrased it. I think the 3v3 elimination mode with the pressure of going flawless is the absolute best cocktail of Destiny's Crucible. I think it's the best cocktail. If I'm coming to the bar and I'm ordering a PvP drink from Destiny, that's the drink I'm ordering. I think it's the best. 3v3, the map flow on 3v3, the eliminations mode, the pressure, the chess game of supers, shutdowns versus roamings, the, the, the needing to go flawless... I'm ordering that cocktail every time. If I'm gonna, if I'm in the mood for a PvP drink, that's the one I want. I think it's the best version of Destiny's Crucible. It's, it's like a raid. I think like raids are the best PVE content that Bungie makes. You know, it's the best combination of things, dungeons and raids, right? And that's why when people look at raids and the raid reward structure, there's been tons of criticism. Now, that doesn't. That doesn't indict all of PvE. When we look at the raids in the dungeon, we're like, man, this loot kind of sucks. It's it's kind of sucked in D2. What's going on here? Well, the reason that we focus on it is because it's it's the crown jewel of PvE. Trials is the crown jewel of Destiny PvP. This game isn't built for esports, and it certainly isn't built for like a competitive like tournament environment, but the gunplay is so satisfying to experience and watch and the big plays are so satisfying that the chess game of when to use your super holding your super it, it there are so many elements that's why i love casting it it's there are so many threads to this format that i think creates a really really fun environment i think that's one of the reasons people like split screen because they're like there's so many elements of trials maybe you didn't you weren't even aware of you just watch crafty slay out or jake win a 2v1 or a 3v1 you're like well that was cool but you don't know why and then, you know, split screens put some of the meat on the bones for some people, I think. Um, and I think that's why Trials is, is, so, is looming so large in the discussion right now. It's import- I think it's important. And I think if they can get it right, it serves as an aspirational capstone to PvP. Now, as I said before this season, Trials cannot save the Crucible, right? Trials cannot save the Crucible, but it can be an excellent capstone and like crown jewel to a good crucible. I think the crucible meta is in a, is in, is in a, it's heading into a good place. I think hard lights too, you know, a little too spammy and Suros is a little too fast on the, on the kill time, slight tweaks there. I don't want to nerf those things into the ground. Slight tweaks there. I think would make the, the, the current meta good. I think sixes are a mess. I really do. I think sixes are an absolute mess. I think that's one of the reasons people feel the spam meta being 
disproportionately frustrating. I think there's just too many people on the map. But, I don't know. I think Trials is just such a good version of Destiny's Crucible. This might have been asked already, but do you think bringing back Adept Weapons for Flawless would help? Ah, uh, we already talked about that. Crazy uh, says, you think an option of using tokens for deleting losses and the price goes up every use so people can go further? No, no, I don't like this. I really don't like this. Sorry, I had to sneeze. This feels like adding insult to injury. Oh, you want to use your tokens? Yeah, you got to get three wins. Oh, man. You got some losses on your card. Got to remove those losses. You got to use those tokens. That feels so... That feels... Oh, it's kind of it feels like the mob is showing up. Oh man, it's such a shame you had a break in and somebody stole your money. You give us a little of some of that money and we'll make sure this doesn't happen again. What? I just got robbed. What you want more money? Like that's what it feels like. It's like I'm just trying to get my third win. I don't want to give you any of my tokens. Like <laughs> just remove the win requirement. Just do it. Just remove the win requirement and put way more tokens and stuff on four, five, six, and seven. Like that's the solution. Flying Mangoes. Do you think Bungie should look at suggestions and use short-term ones instead of trying to fix things on the long run? I think I need to do both. I suggested two ways to approach this. Complex versus simple. Uh, would something like the Scarab Emblem from D1 be enough? No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant. What do you think about Bungie's new anti-cheat system? Uh, it's not visible enough. It's not good enough. And cheaters are still getting through. If you have to increase staff members before trials launches, then I it, this clearly is a problem. If... This is what I said the other day. If we're blowing cheating out of proportion and it's only a small amount of cheaters, then that's actually a greater indictment of Bungie's efficiency of stopping cheaters. (laughs) Like, if it's not a big problem and it's not rampant, then they're doing a worse job than we thought they were. Because they shouldn't be getting through at all. Somebody shouldn't get to 220 rounds with a 4,000 KD if if it's not rampant if cheating is like getting blown out of proportion by trials players and high level players like they're just blowing out of proportion if that's the case then no one should be getting through if it's such a small amount of people cheating then it's more of an indictment of Bungie's handling of it than anything I think it is widespread I think they are catching lots of people and banning lots of people and I think that's why people are slipping through because it's so I think it is so widespread Um, free players get 80% of the game for free why is it too much to ask for a paywall for trials I've already explained why this doesn't work Joe you might not have been here for it you will inevitably shrink the player base you cannot monetize crucible or any pvp 343 proved this with halo respawn proved it with titanfall more and more games now are not monetizing aspects of pvp because it hurts the funnel you don't want to do that it would stop more cheating? No, it wouldn't. You would inevitably push out honest players and players that don't mind because they, they cheat and carry and make money would jump back in, so you would compound the problem. Well, you shrunk the player base more. Great. Now my likelihood of running into cheaters has gone up. So. You can't do a paywall. Whitlow. 
Hello, I have a spin-off idea to Adept Gear. Once you go flawless for the week, you are put into a Trials of Saint 14 against other... Not reading. It's not a question. Silent Death. Do you think that it would help to the player pool in Trials to introduce the option of 4v4 as well as 3v3? No, this would do nothing but fragment the player base. 3v3 works. Mick Cobrit. Do you think if they take out light level in Trials, this would encourage players who don't think they're good enough to join? I don't think the I don't think power enabled the is the problem. I think leveling needs to be a lot more streamlined. So you're we one one or two weeks, and virtually everybody should be strong enough to play trials. All that power enabled trials is going to help them do is is enforce sunsetting in the future. Chuck, why if they change the trials card to show one less box instead of three? If you got a loss, you could burn them. This is not a question. Hang. Since trials weapons have random rolls now, would adept weapons, say with intrinsic celerity, be better as something? This is an obvious yes. You guys are asking questions you know the answer to. Obviously, yes, adept weapons would be great, and people want them. So that's in, that's like a... You're asking me, would better loot be better? Yes, better loot would be better. That's that's really like an obvious thing that people would like to see. I continue to say that it's probably going to happen in September. And so we're getting to, we're getting questions slammed. So I'm going to I'm going to stop it there. I want to have time to eat and then we're going to be covering a team shortly on split screen. Brand new team that we haven't covered yet. They're going to be playing some Trials of Osiris and then I'm going to be playing with Pure Chill. So stick around for split screen. Click follow if you enjoyed this podcast Q&A segment. It's family friendly, it's interactive. I do it every day. Click follow, turn on notifications so you don't miss these streams. And as always if you're listening or watching in all the other locations, you can come hang out live at sayno2rage.com. I'm always live typically when these hit the feeds. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.